This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. I cannot believe there's been another train train derailment. I know. What's going on? When did they say, during this whole thing, they were talking about how many derailments per year there are. And I guess there are a lot, which I I didn't know. Yeah. Is there like one a month? I don't know, but we used to take the Amtrak a lot as kids. And holy buckets, the delays and things that would happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One time we had to stop, get on a a bus, and then... like pass up a derailment and then get back on a train. It was really? it was like an extra day added to you because it's not oh. like an hour delay. Oh no, it's like no, no. a day added to your trip. Well, yet another train has derailed. It's been a couple of weeks, so it was probably time. It would be a shame if too many trains just stayed on the tracks and got where they needed to go <laughs> without anything going wrong. Train companies have got to meet their uh, quota for environmental disasters, after all. This time around, CNN reports this latest derailment took place north of Rockwood, Maine, near Moosehead Lake. And instead of spilling toxic chemicals everywhere, this train just started a forest fire. Oh, that's all it did, started a forest fire. Sounds minimal. Just because it didn't spill hazardous materials doesn't mean it wasn't carrying any. According to a statement made by Maine Department of Agriculture, Conservation, and Forestry spokesperson Jim Britt, the hazardous materials are not at risk of leaking and are not at risk of catching fire. Aren't most of the rail lines owned by either Warren Buffett or Bill, what's his name from, what the hell's his name? Hader. No, not Bill Hader, not him. The guy, Bill Gates. Oh, Oh, okay. Don't they own most of the rails, or a lot of the rails in America, I think? I have no idea. I believe that is true. That's what I was told at one time, so I don't know. But it's it's now one a week, these very serious train derailments. Is that, there must be an historical number over the last decade, I would think. Like, trying to Google who owns the railroad tracks is like my... Google's like, what are you even asking right now? Hey, there you go. Well, somebody owns the rail lines. That's just how it is. So much graffiti on them trains. Are there really? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We, we were driving through North Dakota on uh, Saturday afternoon on our way to the gig, and it was me and two other comics in the car, and we were admiring how beautiful the graffiti is on the side of the trains. Like, these really are works of art. And I said, it sucks that I'm just so anti-graffiti because... I, when they go, well, what do you mean? Like, that's such a cool-looking piece right there on the side of that train. I'm like, yes, on the side of the train, not the gangbanger who tags the side of 35W at Lake Street. Right. That's not graffiti I want to look at. If that was, you know, if this was a magnificent piece of bubble art like I'm seeing on the train right now, go ahead and feel free to put it up there all day. But when a guy just spray paints his name on the side of a highway, yeah. it's very, it's, uh, I, that part of that community just, it drives me nuts. Yeah. So what is bubble art? What is that? It's kind of like that cool sort of graffiti that you see that's like the big block letters. Yeah. Oh, that's called bubble art? You can, yeah, there's forms of it. I can, yeah, I can show you a, a, like an example. But yeah, they call it bubble art. But it is some of it's really good, and some of it is just a guy. And how do they get on the side of the freaking bridge to right. be able to, right. you know, like, hey, get off on the 12th Street exit, but I can't see the sign because somebody climbed over and hung by one hand with a can of spray paint and graffitied all over the sign. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big graffiti fan yeah, myself gross. either. I just am not. Why you think it's okay for you to just change the appearance of a building you don't own? Yeah. yeah. And what the hell? When are we going to stop with that? Oh, it's just graffiti. No, you're actually 
committing a crime, yeah. defacing other people's property. Yeah. I, I just don't understand why people want to do stuff like that. I just think it's probably the reason you go, oh, it's this or that. It's just because, like, how do you find them? How do you – all the resources it would take to – you know, manage that is just—it's mm-hmm. just not possible. They found Basquiat. What? Wasn't he that? He was a big graffiti guy, wasn't he? Basquiat back in the days. Mm. I don't know. I think feel like you mispronounce Banksy. Banksy. Well, it's not Banksy. It's Basquiat. <laughs> Basquiat. How you say his name? Basquiat. That's not what I was told. How you say his name anyway? So I don't know. I, if that's wrong, it's the prick who told me. Ba- I don't know how again. How, how do I even Google this? I think Basquiat. B a s q u i t. Something it's right on Jean Michael Basquiat. Yeah, so it is Basquiat. I don't know. I just copied. Oh, you just threw it in. Oh, yeah. This is the guy you were talking about. He's in the news recently for selling a painting to Ben Affleck or something like that. That's the guy. Oh, now I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's maybe the most famous graffiti artist of all time. I guess Mm -hmm. that's what they talk about him. I I don't know. I've never looked at his art because you know. Oh, good. A picture. Oh, he does the crown. He does that little yeah. crown. They they um they do a lot of um, collaborations with him and things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Got it. And I think he's done well now. He's been around forever. Actually, Basquiat's been around for a long time. Well, he's super dead. He died. Basquiat in ni- died. Yeah, in nineteen eighty-eight. So Basquiat's been dead. For- I didn't even know he died that long I. ago. Yeah, yeah, quite a while. Although I look at some of this stuff that he put out, Tom. If you and I went into the room next door and grabbed your yeah. grandson uh, Ethan's crayons and markers, we could do the same exact. Thing. I agree. I dare you. Agree more. I don't. You guys. No, you can't. This is not hard. Fine, show me. <laughs> Let's be honest. Art is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Please throw that out there. How about Let's that? Let's be honest. Please tell me that was clean. Right the time. That was so. Let's was. be honest. Art is garbage. I got it. That's well, my favorite thing I think you've ever seen. Am I lying? <laughs> Most really? a waste of time. Oh, look, a clock is melting. Yeah, good for you there, Salvador. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, art is garbage. I mean, I like, uh, who's the guy I like? There's a guy that I do like. Couple. There's a woman and a man that, that paint and they, these beautiful. I don't mind the, you know, the, when they paint a picture of a forest or something. That's, that's kind of nice. You like dogs playing poker. Let's be Dogs honest. playing poker. That's a good one. And that's honestly, we were talking about this with Don Shelby because I guess he has one of those at his cabin. It's like a super creepy photo. And the longer you look at it, because they like put human face, like oh, it's kind of yeah. like humanistic. Yeah. That's a weird photo. And I, the other day, spent time, like after Don Shelby was talking about it, I spent some time looking at it. It's a weird photo, that yeah. dog playing poker one. I understand. And I have to ask you guys a question because, you know, a couple of minutes, got to take a break, and then Chris Eggert's going to come on. Um, do you guys ever look at these five random facts things that yeah. come out every day? Are they ever any good? Some of them are good, yeah. I think they, they go all over the place. But, yeah, I mean, I... Throw it out. So throw there's, throw a good one out there. There's a couple here. Okay. The computer power needed to create each Bitcoin consumes at least as much electricity as the average American household burns in two years. I do not believe that. No way. I can't even fathom it. My head does not accept all of that. So bleh. So you could you could burn electricity in your house for two years to make one Bitcoin? Uh, how would mm-hmm. that? That makes no sense. I, it just makes no sense at all, as a matter of fact. Microsoft wasn't originally in Washington State. It was founded in Albuquerque, New Mexico in 1995. Moved to Bellevue. Yeah, we knew that. Uh, the only IHOP location that serves real maple syrup is one in South Burlington, Vermont. Every other location serves artificially flavored syrup. You sons of... How dare you? Gross. I love real syrup. Man, that real syrup is good stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay, here you go. Only one country in Europe still has the death penalty. You know where it is? 
21 countries. Um, One no. country on earth has the death Europe. penalty? Oh, One, in Europe. In oh. Europe. Yep. Oh. It's got to be like Italy or something. Which is probably still probably still on Earth. I think you might be right about not only Europe but all of Earth. What what is it? It's Belarus. Oh, oh. I would have never guessed that. Mm-mm. No, nobody would have ever guessed that because they're mean pricks anyway. But in any case, we shall take a break. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Eggert will join us right after this. Ever heard the expression, go with a leader? Why do people say that? I go with a leader because you don't become one unless you're doing something right. And in the world of auto dealerships, that means you can trust they're treating their customers right, their employees right, and must offer value that makes more and more Minnesotans want to come back to do business the right way. The Nissan stores of Walzer Nissan last month were three of the top four leading sellers of Nissans in the entire state. Now, I don't want to say who was number one because I don't want the guys at Nissan Coon Rapids and Wyzetta to get jealous of Dan Rush in Burnsville. I'm Tom Bernard. My whole family owns and drives Walzer Nissans, and this April you can get 0% financing for 36 months on Rogues and Altimas, plus an additional $500 bonus on any trade-in you make. Even if you have to push it onto the lot, you still get at least 500 bucks on your trade. The leaders of Walzer Nissan Burnsville, Wyzetta, and Coon Rapids do things the right way. The Walzer way. So go to walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. Oh, and tell them Tommy sent you. 0% financing for 36 months, $27 per month per 1,000 finance on approved credit. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. What do you think of that action? That's a very professionally done promo right there, don't you think? I don't think there's any getting around it. Pat Ebert sent me a text message. There are 1,500 trained derailments each year in the USA. 1,500. Chris Eggert, it's your fault. Yes. I've decided. It's your fault there's so many train derailments. What do you think? Uh, I, sure, I'll take the blame for that. Nice. I, I, there are that many every, that's like five a day for Christ's sake, or four a day. We did when, when that Jesus. last train derailment up in, um, uh, I think it was North Central Minnesota, Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe two or three weeks ago, I pulled up a bunch of stats at that time. It does happen a lot more than you'd ever think. But why? There's a lot of miles of track, I guess. And yeah. then I'm sure the argument is they're not well-maintained, and that's why they want to spend 95 
bajillion dollars on upgrading the train tracks, which may very well need to be done. But I know uh, a lot of politicians are using these derailments as sort of a springboard to be able to fund, you know, fund this kind of infrastructure stuff. And, and again, maybe it, it very well does need to be fixed. I, I'm not an expert on that, but uh, I do know that the derailment thing happens a lot more than people think. So, but we, I had been told over the last couple of years that most of the, well, I shouldn't say most, but some of the, the rail lines are owned by Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. Is that true? I cannot confirm that. I don't know if they've got, if they've got money in some of these giant railroad companies that yeah. might own a lot of the track. I'm not really sure. I don't understand who owns the track. It's, it's not publicly owned track, is it? or some of it must be, I would guess. I think in a lot of cases, the rail lines themselves own the track. Oh, okay. But I don't know how that works as far as then other carriers being able to, or other trains, train operators being able to use those tracks. Then do they have to pay them to use their tracks? I don't know. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, there's got to be some money changing hands somewhere, so you... You'd think they'd maintain them a lot better than they do. Fifteen hundred a year, Jesus. It, w- it would make sense though if they're privately held that they're not being fixed because if yeah. they're, you know, to the to the level yep. of what people think they should be. But again, that that's all just speculation. I'm not, I, I'm not sure. No, I understand. But but if they are privately owned, why the hell should we pay to fix them? You know? That's also a valid point. When I try to look it up, it gets so confusing because they'll oh. talk about National Rail uh, Railways and Rail Transportation Services owned and operated by national governments. U.S. Railways are privately owned and operated there you go. through the Consul, Consolidated Rail Corporation was established by the federal government and Amtrak uses public funds to subsidize, subs, subsidize privately owned passenger trains. So it just feels like it's a blurred line of what's owned by the government and what's privately owned. And what we're paying for, exactly. it sounds like. Yeah. Jesus, that's a, they're just screwing us out of money. Is that basically the deal? That's, if, if I can get away from reading that sentence again, yes. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. I understand it completely. Yeah. So I just don't understand this. I started a business, now you have to pay for it. What? Doesn't make a lot of sense. But I got to believe they collect rent every time you re- use their rail. You got to pay that, for it, don't you? I mean, yeah, it's like in Florida, they build toll roads. I mean, there are other places around the country, yeah. too. But, I mean, if, those of us who are more familiar with Florida, they build toll roads. Well, it's a it's a separate authority that pays for the building of that road. And then they charge you to use it yep. so they can pay for it back. Um, so by that, by that argument... Or that rationalization, you would think that the railways would be maybe run in a similar way. But, yeah, I'm not sure about that. It is amazing. I mean, I was sitting with some friends about two weeks ago. We were just talking about the price of everything and all the rest of it. The the price on a house, now it's down a little bit right now from what I understand, but the price of a house over the last even like 30 years is unbelievable. It was sixteen thousand then. It's three hundred and fifty thousand now. It's like what? <clears throat> Honest to God, uh, all of this stuff is so incredibly expensive now. Well, it's not like the wages have gone in the same no. way at the same pace that the housing has gone. Um, I think about what we bought, what we paid for our first house, which was down in 
um, Orlando the first time we ever bought a house. And I, and it was a really nice three bedroom, three bathroom, you know, in one of those new developments. Mm -hmm. I think we paid like $180,000 for that house Yep. Yep. in Orlando in a, in a nice part of town. And I think over the, we were there, there maybe three years. I think at that time was when the first housing bubble was going on. So it would have been like 2004. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, and that thing like tripled in, tripled in price in just that time, which again, just shows how volatile the housing market is and how unrealistic, like in what world does a house triple its value Yeah. in just a couple of years? Well, obviously it didn't because the whole, the whole housing market, you know, all fell out at that point right after that, of course. And, but we will, we could talk later about how I lost all that money on that house, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll make you happier. My mother bought a house on 26th Avenue North in Minneapolis in the 1960s and she bought it for $16,000. And many years later, 20 years later, she sold it for $16,000. <laughs> so there you go. Oh no God. kidding. Well, there, that area, uh, housing prices don't skyrocket. Let me put it that way. <laughs> Declined a little bit. Yeah, they might decline a little bit, actually. You know, it just, it all depends. But now the entire United States is so dangerous, maybe all the housing prices will drop through the, the, the floor. Gosh, I, I don't think I can take another one. It's, uh, I'm still licking my wounds, and that's been like 20 years since. I know. Uh, yeah. And, I, and like our case is nothing compared to a lot of people, so it's. Yeah, but the, at least the wages are are going up at the same rate. Yeah, not. Yeah, <laughs> love that for us, right? Not. <laughs> That's funny know. you bring that the prices thing up, Tom. Because I would just I uh, I was looking at some social media this morning, and um, there's a big debate at the in the state legislature right now about tax refunds and how much tax refunds to give people and there was this whole concept called Walls Checks that had been kind of bouncing around for the last year or so. The Governor Walls wanted to just pay people directly like a stimulus. And, um, and it's gotten all kinds of, it's gone all kinds of different ways since then. Um, but I noticed that somebody retweeted something that the governor put out. He's like, a $2,000 check would pay for X, Y, Z, you know, it was like, gas, groceries, and they sort of like tried to quantify how many bags of groceries it would be. Or, mm -hmm. And one of the things was like, it was eggs. And this was before the egg thing blew up to get as expensive as they had been. So like the figure was, uh, you know, way, way, way off. And somebody had found this old tweet of the governor's and like retweeted it and were like totally like ripping him all over it because he, it would appear that he had no idea what a, regular person pays for a, um, a carton of eggs mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah that makes sense i i just well look for two thousand bucks you can get breakfast lunch and dinner maybe <laughs> at, yeah. le at least maybe right? oh maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah isn't that amazing that a thousand dollars is not a lot of money anymore well it's again it's like everything's so i was just gassing up yesterday and i'm like oh, i thought the gas prices had gone down the gas price is like three 60 or something yeah. ridiculous again it's just like <laughs> yeah it's terrible eh, what are you gonna do you just forge through but what are they going to do since everything everything is incredibly expensive now 
and people aren't making very much more money, what the hell are these people going to do? Well, it almost feels like they, well, I'm sure they know. <laughs> but yeah, um, they laugh nervously. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. You talk, talk to five different economists and they're all going to give you a different sort of take on what it seems that the federal government's doing and that the Fed is doing and what they're the sort of formulas they're trying to use to to ride the interest rates and, and try to get inflation more, you know, back where it needs to be. I don't know. It's weird. I feel like everybody's just running on credit right now and everyone's just trying to like plug through all this thing. But then what happens when we get to the other side and, you know, the wages still don't go up and the housing market falls out and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, you have to go back. Well, I've told the story before, not on this show, but on some others that uh, I remember being, I think I was four years old, and my dad came home from work, and he had just gotten a raise, and he was so excited that he went and cashed his check and brought the money home in his pocket, and he said, kids, gather around, because this is going to be unbelievable. We're so lucky. We are so fortunate. We lived in a nice place downtown Minneapolis, 1200 Spruce Place. The building's still there. It was three bedrooms, the whole deal. It was really just off Loring Park. So it was really, really nice, right? My father says, this is how much money I make every week. I make this every week now. It was five $20 bills. That's a true story. <laughs> yeah. Five $20 bills. He was making, what does that come down to? About 5200 bucks a year? Yeah. Jesus. Man, I, I remember getting screamed at by one of my stepdads. He was losing his mind at me one time about money, and he goes, Don't you realize I have a $400 a month mortgage? <laughs> my God, I could own nine houses at that price. Great. Sorry. I didn't realize I was stepping on your toes. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. It's all relative, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, sure is. $400, damn it. Yeah. Uh, I, all those stats things, there's so many great quotes about stats, whether it's rent to this. And I think uh, it'll, nobody will ever top. What's the grapes of wrath when, when grandma's in the back of the pickup truck with the two, uh, the two uh, grandkids and uh, the guy driving the truck, and he's looking back through the window. He goes, you know, I'm, I'm getting kind of concerned about old ma. You know, she's, I don't know if you can believe this or not, but. You know, she's 55. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, whoa. Oh, no. You're on death's door. My God, 55 years old. Oh, my old. God. You know, that's a, and that's a really good point, too, because people are living longer than they ever have ever. before. Yep. So um, you talk about, like, thinking maybe you had enough money, if you're able to even put money away, Um Oh, I'll have enough to live a comfortable life. Well, yeah, I mean, but but what if you live? You know, what if you're living until you're, you know, ninety five, ninety six? You know, blah 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 blah. Like that, that money starts to run out pretty quick if you're in any kind of a oh. assisted living or or something like that because that stuff is very expensive. So, I couldn't believe, as a matter of fact, because I had a neighbor that just moved into assisted living. The dollar amount a month is not low, man. No. no. I mean, is it, it's like, is 10 grand a month too low? I, mean, I think it is maybe now. That's what I, I heard. Yeah. Uh, and depending, grand. obviously, what 
what level of place that you're in, but but I mean to make 120 G's to pay your rent for the year, you'd have to make a quarter of a million dollars for Christ's sake, right? Yeah, I, I will say this: I did a uh, I did a gig last night at an assisted living house. Okay. Um, yeah, 6 p.m. Oh yeah, no, right in the middle of dinner. Oh, That's trust me, awesome. It was terrible. It was one of the worst gigs of yeah, my life. Yeah, but you got home by oh. like eight. Yeah, oh. I was in and out. However, this place that I was at last night, these people for if it's 10 grand a month, these people are very well taken care of. They do a great job. Like my my no, grandmother was was in a, a assisted living towards the end. Not a great place, but just a place that she could be. Yeah. And I still think that cost us like 4,200 a month. And there was like Jesus. nothing there. There was I mean I, just yeah. I, you're right. I I know that that figure sounds about right from our grandmother too, Rudy. From what you're saying, and yeah. I, it's, um, yeah, it's. I told my son the other day. Uh, we speak very. Um, we use a lot of plain talk in our house, and he's about to be 18 years old. And we, this came up, and I something came up, and I said, "Dude, when this when the day comes where I need to, you guys need to wipe my ass or whatever it might be." <laughs> I said, just take me out and just dump me in the lake. Yeah. Just push me over the edge. I don't want you guys dealing with it. I don't want you guys to have to have the expense. Just just do that. He's like, he goes, I would never do that. And I'm like, no, really, just just do it. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll all be better off that way. I'm telling you flat out, man. I hope, do all three of you still have your mother? Yeah. Yes. Oh, God, yes. yeah, yeah. You ain't going to like that. That's the big one. Oh. I'm telling you. Holy Christ, that's mm-hmm. so painful, I can't even tell you. I don't, don't look at me like that, I don't. Yeah. I hate this cover. I was just yeah. with my mom. Chris's fault. Yesterday. <laughs> my mom is my best friend. Like, it's annoying. I call my mom all she, the time. It's like, not what she told me. Okay, well, she she might say my sister. <laughs> but, <laughs> there you go. But I said she's my best friend. I didn't say I was hers. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can't imagine... How often you think to message your mom and then have to remind yourself, nope. Like just like After that split second. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, I, stop. Not having a dad, my grandfather was basically my dad. Yeah. So oh. when he passed away when yeah. I was 17, it was like six months before he had died. And he made that same comment that you made, Chris, about if it ever comes time to put me in a home, just put me in a potato sack and bury me in the backyard. <laughs> and I mean, luckily, like there's a part of me that even though it was so sudden because he died of a heart attack and oh. my grandmother found him and there was a part of me that was kind of like, I'm glad that we didn't have to sit and watch him not be able to swing a hammer anymore. Yeah, yeah, That's the yeah. tough part, man. Like, yeah, I'm kind of yeah. glad it was just so sudden and when it was done and over with. No yeah, doubt about it. It's it's very true. I, I lost my father, I don't know, maybe 12, 13 years ago now. That was a big thing for me to like, it was kind of an eye opener. And I'm like, well, like, that's it, dude. Like, you're... The, uh, who, who are you going to, I mean, I still have my mother with me, but it sort of changed my mentality. Like, uh, well, your dad's dead. I'm, I'm 40 years old at that point. Um, it was like, yep. Uh, you're not a little kid anymore. And I uh, had this sort of like right. realization and obviously my dad being gone was difficult and still is, but there was sort of this empowerment that came with that where I was like, I, I like started not taking dumb shit from people. And I <laughs> yeah. Like, You're like, like, well, 
<laughs> yeah, I, your dad's dead. You're 40 years old. You got yeah. two kids, a wife. Like you're an adult now. So yeah. if there's something you don't like, go ahead and just say it. So. <laughs> well, that's kind of nice, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. A little yeah, freedom. Yeah, it was. And then maybe not for everyone I work with. But you know what? I don't care. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know, one thing I got to tell you for all four of us, and I think this is true, and I hope it's true anyway, but a couple of times when I was a little kid, I mean, I'd be with some of my classmates just playing a little baseball or basketball or whatever, and all of a sudden, hey, Billy, come on over here. Find out somebody killed Billy's dad. Oh, my like, God. Jesus. I mean, that happened twice when I was a, a youngster, once when I was a little kid and once when I was in my teens. That somebody just killed their dad. You know, it was different families and all around. Well, that happened a lot over there. I got to be honest with you. It's, yeah, it wasn't I mean, an unusual. That's occurrence. not normal. Like we're not all. No, ag- we're not all running to agree with you, Tom. That yeah. is terrible. Oh, so many people. Do. Yeah, the Mississippi River. I'm surprised that water can still run over oh, all my the bodies. Stop. There. <laughs> right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Although it's not that uncommon because my grandfather took a yeah. guy down. Yeah, yeah man, there you go. Shot him four times. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and then it, it was self defense and you know it, to really get into the story he was he was having an affair with a woman and then oh, that, yeah. that woman's husband came home and started like you know putting a beat down on her and she called my grandfather oh, and my grandfather went over there and as he came around the corner the husband came out with a gun and my grandfather went and he had one of those old what do they call it uh, like a uh, a small gun you keep on your sock what were those called was oh. it derringer oh, derringer yeah, derringer. yeah. yeah. He had a derringer yeah. and he pulled it out and then he shot the guy four times and then, oh, yeah, no, it was in the Duluth paper. There's a whole article about it. <laughs> but, yeah, my grandfather's name, and it says, like, you know, uh, Johnson uh, cleared on all charges due to self-defense. And, and so it, he was the other man. Yeah, he was the other man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This is, I would watch this movie, like, yeah. now. Yeah, I would, too. Yeah. 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 It's pretty interesting being around that kind of thing. So, yeah, Rudy, you, you've been through a lot of same stuff. That not, I don't know many people that, that have been through that kind of thing. Yeah, it's like that northern Minnesota. Just it, Northern Minnesota might as well just be central Florida because there is some craziness it's that wild. happens. It is very, very I wild. I love my yes. husband's Facebook. We jump on there sometimes just to look what people are writing, and it is wild. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Is there a sense of humor in it? Uh, not always. It's a lot yeah. of really blunt stuff. I still remember this woman was talking about, she was like throwing it out there. It was really relatable. She was like, don't you just hate it when your, uh, the, you know, your boyfriend gets out of prison and he gives you less attention. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what? I can't. Is that? And she was just like a very like, yeah. Right. And you're like, um, listen, Melissa. No, that's uh, rough. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's just a weird, weird deal. Just that whole Different lifestyle. And again, the people that chirp the loudest about what we need to do are all the people living in these very wealthy suburbs have no idea what the hell we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, no idea. You're right. You're right. It's like, but you're an expert of what we should do, and you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Look, by the same token, since that ten, tends to lean a little negative there, uh, just last year I was invited to a, a service, at a, and I'm not a very religious person. But, you know, if you want to believe in God, good for you. And, uh, you know, greater good's a wonderful thing, no doubt. But they invited me to come to a, a church service down on Plymouth Avenue in Logan. I can't remember the name of the church, but mm-hmm. it's been there forever. But I walk in, and they're, they're all black people. They're all black, and they reached out to me to come to I cannot tell you how well I was t- treated that day. The people came and hugged me and thanked me for coming, shook my hand. I mean... There's a part of that community that's so sweet and lovely, I can't even tell you. And people never hear about that. 
you know mm-hmm. we, we um when the kids were really little i i can't remember um is it is it salem baptist um yep, yep salem baptist so there had been some little kids that had died in an apartment oh, fire God. and Ugh. um i don't know we just felt compelled to try to do something to help the family and the you know people involved and we got our kids involved they were really little and you know not so little though that they didn't re- they don't remember this but um got some like donation items together dropped them off at the church it was a sunday morning and uh we walked in the church and it's just such a different vibe it's so not uptight like you know, a lot of churches are, and you walk yeah. in and they're singing and dancing and all this kind of stuff going on. And to this day, my kids are like, we should go to a black church. It's fun. Of, I mean, because it was just such a different vibe for them. And that's probably eight or nine years ago now that they still remember that. Like it, it you know, what, what happens in there is a, it's a celebration. It's just not you just sort of sitting there the whole time, right? Uh, feeling guilty about all the, horrible things you you may or may not be doing <laughs> that's really nice yeah that uh that was part of the experience as a matter of fact they uh they had gone out and brought in about I think four or five homeless people uh, bring them into the service and then of course they'd feed them and all do all the rest of it the last guy didn't want to get up he was a white guy as a matter of fact i should mention out no, there they want to so they didn't pick and choose it's like whoever needs our help we're gonna go help them right yeah bring him into church and he they came to go to escort him up because he was very frail and he looked sickly and all the rest of it. And he didn't want to get up. He didn't want to go up there. He was embarrassed to, to go up there. And they, and they said, they assured him, this is not about embarrassment. This is a community. You're part of the community. We're just here to, to help you along a little bit. That's all there is to it. That man started crying so goddamn hard, I had to get up and walk out for a couple of minutes. Oh. I mean, if you didn't start crying from hearing this man cry like a mad because somebody was being nice to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was such a lovely thing to witness. It was it was amazing. I hope you can see it someday, because seeing somebody you're just trying to help me, and it made him cry so hard. I thought he was going to fall over dead for Christ's sake. He was really. It was wonderful to see. There's a lot of that out there. There's a ton of it out there. So don't watch the news. And I'm talking about the national news, Chris, not the local news. <laughs> but I'm getting really tired of nobody can do anything right. It just amazes me. Yes, there yeah. are a lot of people doing a lot of right things, so shut up. How about that? <laughs> Should I go yeah. around from like CNN and Fox and threaten all of them? What do you think? Oh, we talked about this earlier today. We're not <laughs> creating a group of people that will threaten people. Why not? That's Come not on. on the agenda today or tomorrow. Rudy, I tried to sneak it in again, and she right. caught me. Right. <laughs> but don't worry about mm-hmm. my feelings. No, there's plenty of that out there, and I just want to bring it up once in a while because to witness that is one of the great thrills of my life. It was amazing to watch that. Lots of good people of all skin colors, even honky men. Some of them are really nice guys. (laughs) It's just like, shut up, all of you. And let's be fair. uh, The post-service food at a black church, way better than a white church. Oh, yeah. Oh, the food is so good. I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, he ain't lying. Hey, don't sleep on those ham sandwiches and potato salad and chips, though. (laughs) Right? After a good Midwest funeral, you know, and like 17 plates of lemon bars. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of mayo. (laughs) It's how he would have wanted it. It's true. Exactly. (laughs) Well, it might have been how he wanted it. That would have been good. 
All right, young man, always a tremendous report. You look very happy today. I'm looking at you, and I, you look very happy. Oh, well, thank you. You're uh, not happy? I'm in the presence of such three amazing people. I have a smile on my face. You can't see it, but I'm giving you the finger right now. <laughs> so, they right, put in the cameras next week, though, so then you're in big trouble, and they put in the cameras. Right. Bye, Chris. Thanks a lot, Chris. Chris Eggert, ladies and gentlemen. Coming in every day here, Channel 5 Eyewitness News. Another just terrific guy to work with. We are very lucky, man. We love Chris. We got some great people to work with, and then there's the two of you. But anyway. Yep. We bring down the show a little bit. <laughs> just bring it on. Maybe the three of us. Is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? Yeah, that's what we need. The Chris's and the KB's. We need them all. We do. No question. We shall take a break. Be right back. Some great stuff coming up right after this Tom Bernard Show. It's the Monkees, celebrated by Mickey Dolenz. Here we come. Saturday, April 29th at the Pantages Theater, Minneapolis. Mickey Dolenz plays tribute to the iconic group and his bandmates in song and memory with unseen images from the monkeys. Get your tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Talek presents the Monkees, celebrated by Mickey Dolenz live. Right now, my pillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the My Slippers the number one selling My Pillow product, and I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T O M, you'll get the All Season Slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out. Trust me on that one. My Slippers have an exclusive four layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all season slippers for only 25 bucks. Regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Notice how she didn't add herself to that list? Yeah, because it doesn't need to be said. She just, we all listen to Amy. We all just know she's going to tell us what to do. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay, I've got some good messages from people. Love it. um, Who messaged on the Tom Bernard app. And it's that little, he's got to go to the top left corner. It's a little talk bubble. And I get them. And Mike wrote the paper reference. We're talking about the rebates. Um, he said the paper today reference $275 rebates. And then he said, like, that's going to make a difference. <laughs> and exactly. then um, when you guys were, t- when you were kind of going on about what do we do when things, prices are high and salaries are low, Barbara wrote in and wrote, we keep going. That's what we do. You do the best you can with what you get. So that was a nice message. See, why don't we get more messages like that on television? I don't. Yeah, right. We need Barbara on TV. We need Barbara on television. We need everybody helping out. I, I just, I am getting worn to a nub with this. You suck, but yeah, you suck more than I suck. It's like Jesus, grow up. Yeah. Seriously. Um, this one is from Cletus. He wrote, "My dad died when I was 18, oh. and mom when I was 20. I always say it sucked, but." I'm glad that I don't have to go through what you all are talking about now. Hope that doesn't make me sound like an ass, Cletus. But I get what he's coming from, you know? like No, but Cletus, you were young. It probably hurt even more. That's what I wrote back. Is oh, that did you? I'm so sorry yeah. for your loss. Like, that's, yep. that's, a, that's a hard one. But um, And then one more. Tim wrote in that losing a kid is unimaginable, but losing your mom is one notch below. It sucks. So thanks. It's, thanks. it's terrible. 
Yeah, I mean, I can't, I won't even I won't even let my brain go there. I can't, Beverly. I'll call you after the show. I already miss you like crazy. Yeah, there you go. Like, what is I, I bringing my kiddo to hang out with my mom and me and my mom hanging out and us both laughing at GoGo? Like, there's nothing better than that. Like, we both love her so much. We both get such a kick out of her, and it's the idea of her. Okay. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> oh, oh, she's tearing up in here. I hey, anybody shoot anyone in Florida? Like, <laughs> I what? I told you the Jamaican guy that worked with my. He worked there when my mother died at the, uh, the 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 home or whatever the hospice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I ever tell you that story about no. the Jamaican guy? No, oh, I don't think God, so. God, I'll never. Rudy, I didn't tell you either. Mm-mm. So my mother's, uh, you know, on her basic deathbed, and you know, she moves into this facility. They were very, very nice to her, amazing. I show up to a visitor one day, and this guy, uh, he's a Rastafarian Jamaican guy. Mm-hmm. He's got the hat and the whole. He had all the stuff. Okay. But he was always a very, very friendly guy. And he comes walking out one day. He goes, Tom, Tom, your mother's unbelievable. <laughs> I said, What? And he's just laughing his ass off. Thinking, he said, it was unbelievable. And this is not a great accent. I it's not that bad. Tom, I went into, uh, I had to give your mother a bath. And uh, it's my job to bathe her every day. So I bathed her. Uh, and then she flipped over. And as she flipped over on her stomach, she looked over her shoulder at me and said, you're the first black man's ever seen my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a great line? Oh, that's so funny. He loved it. He thought that was just terrific, man. Oh, that's so... God, when people used to get along. What do you think? Yeah, no, well... Have you guys seen the video of this guy, pizza delivery guy in Philadelphia? Mm Mm-mm. He's delivering a pizza to, to a house, and as he's walking back down the sidewalk, he notices the police are chasing this guy. And the guy they're chasing is like 6'8". I guess the guy is just massive. On foot. They're chasing him on foot. Yes, they're chasing him on foot. And he decides, the the perpetrator decides to run to the right side of the car when the cops go to the left side of the car. As the pizza delivery man's walking on the sidewalk, he trips the guy. (laughs) Have you seen the video? Oh, no. Oh, there's video of it. I'm telling you, you guys got to see the video. He just like sticks his foot out and trips him? Sticks his foot out and trips the guy. He's like (laughs) Yeah, I'm watching it right now. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, because he's about to back away. He's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He sticks his foot out. (laughs) Oh, wow. That is amazing. That is so. You got to bring it up. Okay, okay. How would you bring it up? I'll find it. Yeah, I just I just Googled pizza delivery driver trips uh, criminal. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that, did you see how big that guy was? He tripped? Yeah. Guy's huge. huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he did a, a good citizen. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I, I can't wait to Britain would, can see this. Would you, would you do that? Of course. Absolutely. I don't know, man. I might stay out of it. I wouldn't even think about it, actually. I, that's I what I'm saying. I would be like, uh, uh, uh. Like, he, okay. All right, so they're running. He's... He doesn't know what to do, and he just throws a leg. <laughs> Holy buckets, that guy goes flying. He went flying. That guy, and he doesn't even drop the pizza. No. Nope. He didn't even mention that. He's he didn't like, drop the pizza. Oh, that's amazing. His name's Tyler. One of my favorite. We got to get Tyler on the show, man. We got to reach out to Tyler. Well, actually, I got a little bit of audio, Tyler, right now. If you guys oh, wonderful. Here. Yeah, here you go. This is Tyler talking about it. I honestly feel like I did what anybody else would do. I stuck my leg out and caught a pretty nasty bruise on it, but it's, <laughs> it is what it is. I'll, I'll survive. We were high fiving, honestly. We were celebrating together a little bit, but I, I felt good about it, and I, I think they were happy to have an extra uh, hand or foot to help them out. You know. Oh. 
He sounds like Spicoli. He does. Yeah, yeah bro. I was just delivering a pizza. This guy came running by. I just stuck my foot. I mean, yeah, I got a bruise. I probably won't be able to catch any gnarly waves later, but it's all right. I did my civic duty. Where's the key to the city? Let's do this. Yeah. It's so casual. His, like, yeah, he's wearing basketball casual. shorts and a T-shirt, yep. and he's holding a pizza, and he just kind of, like, lifts that little leg up and drops this guy. I mean, that guy went down and the cops were on him in about one second. I, yeah, that was, he's going, that's what anyone else would do. I don't even think I would think of that. I would probably take two steps back just like instinctually of like, oh, got to get out of the way of this. Like adding that little leg or I'd be crazy and get too involved. Like, I don't think there'd be a casual way I would do that. Like, Mm -hmm. That was fast thinking. Was it great? That's so good. And it was just so casual. It's it like, was trip. so casual. <laughs> and then he just turns around and delivers the pizza. Delivers the pizza. We're good to go. Um, have you guys, uh, you hop on the complete sheet, which I, I do like the complete sheet. They do a good job, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever listen to, there's a thing called, uh, the, the, I, every day it's called kind of like original comedy. Is that stuff any ever any good? I don't know. So a lot of times Rudy will go through the audio on that, and that's when he'll throw that in that area, that like if he's got good audio from there, um, that's probably where he grabbed that. Um, story from so no, but I'm talking about the comedy part of it. Only. Yeah, some ask some of that stuff. So don't get me wrong; it, these guys are great when it comes to digging up news sources. But mm-hmm. hey, man, why don't you hire out a couple of comedians to uh, write some of this stuff? Oh, they some don't of do it's that. okay. They used to do that. Yeah, there's two or three people that are involved with them that do some good stuff, but it's like few and far between. Yeah, well, that's too bad. No, I like the little original comedy every day. That would be nice. Did you want to play something? We can play something. Well, if it's any good, that there's one today called "An Ordinary Kid on Taxes." Yeah, yeah, we can fire that up. Oh, right taxes are due tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh no, today. Today, yeah. it's the 18th. Because yeah. I wasn't here Monday. Yep, today. Well, you stiff him anyway. What's the difference? That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> here you go. Now, an ordinary kid on taxes. My mom asked, what do you know about taxes? I said, like the state was the Alamo? He said, no. Taxes. Where you work for money and the government then takes some. That sounds totally sus. Mom said, with taxes, if you clean your room for five bucks, you'll only get three fifty. Man, what could I buy with that? Half a fruit snack? Mom said the only way to get out of taxes is to die or be a rich white guy. So, as of today, I identify as a rich white guy. Thank you. This has been An Ordinary Kid on Taxes. You were right. You loved it. I can tell by your face you loved it. Jesus Christ. Well, we tried something. Yeah. Well, there's got to be some services out there with some good comedy, aren't there? We'll, try, we'll work on it. Mm-hmm. A couple of bits a week, a few bits a week would be fantastic. Our show is still a two-month-old. Like, we're still a baby. Did so. I miss a break again? You did not. We're good. Oh, thank God. Oh, you know what? You guys got to move that thing up because you put 9 o'clock under 9.17 again. Oh, did I? Oh, yes. damn it. I did it again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just move it to the top there. So I, Yeah, because I'm like, wait a minute. We're supposed to be in spot. No, we're not supposed to be in spot. No. You know why I did that? Because yesterday we had 9.20. We had Phil Mackey on. So that's why that happens is that I got to move that every single day when uh, it switches from Tuesday or Monday to Tuesday. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I swear to God, Tom, on the way here today, I was like, I was doing that positive self-affirmation yeah. thing. Where I'm Here are like, the things I'm going to do. I'm yeah. not going to make any mistakes today. I'm not going to do it. Nope. Yep. Yep. That Anybody happens. ever get through a day without making a mistake? I don't think so. <laughs> no. I don't think that no. happens, man. So it's not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. So I, I just, um, I'd like to hear some, you know, and I don't, 
I don't know. I don't want it to come out, out of this group, but there's got to be a news service out there somewhere with some good humor on it. There used to be. We used to do, uh, I don't know, are you a big parody song guy or not? It, well, it depends. Are they good? You know, I, well, I, th- there was a service that we would do where I did all the writing on them. And then there was another company that did all the music part to it. Oh, yeah. And those were, they were some of the highest, when we would post that stuff online, it was like some of our most, uh, the bits that got the most traction. But I don't know. Sometimes like, it depends on where you're at. Because some people are like, parody songs are great. And then other people go, ugh, I can't. Yeah. But I'm a Weird Al guy. I grew up on Weird Al. So parody songs to me are not hack. I think it's, they're fun. And if you can do them right and make them funny, I'm all about them. Hey, you can make something as funny as Another One Rides the Bus. That's See? all I got to say. <laughs> I love that song, yeah. man. I do, do, do. Another one rides, and another comes on, and another comes on. <laughs> He's all whipped up about uh-huh. it. So nothing like that anymore, huh? Now, I mean, there's a few places out there. The problem is that there's a lot of these people that are just doing it for themselves now. Like, if yeah. like I want to do yeah. comedy. I'm just going to put it on my YouTube channel, and why give anybody else... Credit for it. No, you know? I, I agree completely. Agree completely. I was waiting. Damn it. I missed it. Huh. I was waiting for Judd to take a drink out of his cup, and I was going to announce him right when he was pouring <laughs> it in his mouth. And I just missed the window. There he goes. Here he goes. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Score North's Judd Zolgad. How are you? Oh, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Tom, here's my question. Where's the chucker? Got to get the chucker back. Well, we've been working all time. We're gonna. I worked on that, but chucker works at a place up in St. Cloud, so I got to get the nod from them. Yes, I would love to bring the chucker back at least you know once a month, throwing them on there. Uh, Lastman, I still talk to Lastman once in a while. I don't talk to him as much as I used to, but that bit was brilliant. I mean, I'm oh. sorry, that bit was brilliant. There were there were. Um episodes or or bits of that where I literally was crying. I'm not joking. I know. Like, I'd be crying. Like, I would have tears in, in my eyes. And what, I think it was him, too. What was the bit? I don't think this was the chucker. Um, and I, I don't, I've tried to find this one, and I can't. Didn't you guys do a bit where where he was like a two-bit PD from up north or something? <laughs> oh, is that the, the pair of choppers one? Oh, the cash call? Yeah, that's. I think you're talking about the cash call. It it might. Yeah, it it was. It was another one that was just hilarious. That was real, by the way. Yeah, those were actual phone calls. Oh my god! And one of my favorite parts of that is the very ending. People always thought, "Oh, that's kind of negative." It's not. It's the woman's name, you dumbass. (laughs) Because she says to the guy on the other on the other phone, she goes, "You're gay." He goes, "What? Are you gay?" But she thinks it's a woman named Gay. That it's not. She's not oh. calling it the same though. Homosexual. Oh. She thinks she's, She thinks it's a friend playing a trick on her. Is what yeah. she thinks. But everyone thought it's anti-gay. She's not talking about homosexuality. Her woman's name is Gay. Oh, okay. It was very that, funny though. That is good. Yes. It is no question about. It. Yeah, I'm, I'm. What I'm trying to do, and that's. I, I waited a couple of months to do it because humor, like the Chucker, is a huge part of. of doing i think really good shows but man i you know i gotta go with rudy you listen to those bits are not very good anymore are they just being touchy because they don't want to be offensive or something there's a lot of that you yeah. know yeah they push a lot of that stuff out to a lot of different radio stations so you, you got to kind of cover all your bases you know yeah i'll t- kind of look around if you guys look around as well there's got to be a good service out there because there used to be a couple of good ones there's no no remember the joke phone you remember that judd Vaguely. 
Yeah, the joker Vaguely. phone. You would call yeah. in, and you could win a prize if your joke didn't suck. It was a good, that was a good bit too, man. That stuff is why I enjoy doing radio so much. People call in, they end up winning a nice prize or whatever. Yep. I, don't you think we should bring back the Tom Bernard Show payroll? There you go. Because when we gave away that payroll, man, it was unbelievable. So how much did, let's see, on this show we did, well, you only did it once a show, right? Yeah, well, I think payroll, that was the one that if you missed it, then the next hour, the next person got the more money and payroll would mm. add up. It would like. Yeah, I think, yeah. So, so I, it was like a bunch of times a day. Yeah, it was a bunch of times a day, but it was only once on the morning show, right? Yes, we only had one on the morning show, correct. That's what I thought. So if you could put together, we just give away 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it w- and if you missed if the person missed it, it would be added to the next one. So it would like, you know, roll over. Yeah, roll, roll over. over yeah. So it'd be like first it would be like oh, hundred dollar payroll. Well, the person missed it, so now we're at two hundred dollar payroll, right. and like it'd be really fun because it would get bigger and bigger. And if it was like a couple days of it, it would get crazy. You think about that though. That you know, if I put the arm on Dan and Amy and Ginny, and we each put in a quarter of it, it wouldn't cost us that much money. And, and can me and Rudy? <laughs> Judge just laughing. <laughs> and I'm sure they'll have no problem with that. Yeah, no problem with that. What were you saying? Um, can me and Rudy uh, apply for it? You can't apply for the right, Tom right. Bernard workforce payroll. Come on. Listen, I like this show, and I listen. You don't need to buy my love, okay? We, I like this show. You both can buy my love. You know what's amazing about that? <laughs> if we did that on this show, gave away 100 bucks a day, so that's what, 25 grand a year? About it, yeah, I got like that. Yeah, um, the last couple of years it was on, the company made me fund it. I said, We can't get rid of the workforce payroll. Well, if you want it on, you're gonna have to pay for it. It's like, Really? That's mm. wild. So, I did, I just paid for it myself. And Are if you I have serious? To do it, oh, yeah, absolutely. The, oh, my god, oh, well, yeah, that whole thing got that thing was a hellhole, but by the it was just unbelievable. And at every level, a bunch of morons. Anyway, moving along. <laughs> moving along. <laughs> How do you feel about it, Tom? Uh, my favorite folks. There's no question about it. <laughs> but I don't know. Should we? I want to start finding some bits to run. I want to start getting a little payroll action. And if hey, if they want me to fund it, I'll fund it. I don't give a rat's ass. I've already done that. Who cares? Right. That's another twenty-five grand. I wouldn't have to pay any taxes. I could write it off. What there do you, you think go. of that? I like that. You know what? Let's just start. Why not? I there's, like it. Well, we got the, the okay from the legal department. It's the one. Oh, problem there's that. Have. Yeah, yeah. You uh-huh. do have to run it through the legal department. So we'll see what I, they have to say. I think they'd be very upset if if you said, "Yeah, we just started to do this. I'm paying it. No problem." Guys. <laughs> yeah, they they'd would say, not like that too much. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the one thing I have found is that uh, that becomes a very important group of people to run things past. Well, see, you know, I don't work for Hubbard. I work with Hubbard. We're partners in this deal. So if I paid half and they paid half, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I, a I'm, very good point. I think I'm going to talk to Dan about I think bringing back the workforce payroll would be a great idea. Because the other one just discarded it. They didn't care. They got rid of it. I like it, man, because people got very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Get some bits. Get some workforce payroll. Okay, starting Monday. Oh God, that's way too soon. Calm down. You talked to come no. on, Brittany. No. Get it all Stop. together. By the way, <laughs> exactly. Rudy and Brittany, get it all together. Make it work by Monday. Well, our legal department at Hubbard is the best place. They're the best. They it's, know what they're doing. Oh, I love them. And be hanging out with them is the best. They're like they close some doors on you once in a while, though. Um, they are, and they have candy up there. I was like so scared. They were like. <laughs> 
you know, you have to go sign your contract, sign your contract. And I went up there and I was there for, for like two hours because they were my favorite women, I think, in the building. They yeah. were so fun. Oh, it used to be a lot of fun. I remember one time I did get a call from the company because I can't even remember what the guy was doing, but I apparently threatened to kill him. And okay. I said, Tom, That's please don't threaten to kill people on the show. What do you say? Yeah. I, I said, how about if I just kill you? What do you think of that? <laughs> We've been working on that all day is we are not going to threaten. We're not going to create a group to threaten people. That's right. And we're we are not, not going to threaten people, Judd. That has been our mantra today. It's the mafia. Yeah. Well, we're, the we're, mafia. we're working on preventing that. No doubt about it. Judd, what do you, what's happening in your... You know, I have not talked about the twins at all yet this morning because I wanted to save it to talk to you about it. Nice. Because you got your Minnesota twins. Uh, they're on the road still until Friday, right? Correct. Boston for three, and then they're home against the Nationals to start a, I think, a pretty long homestand on Friday. So the weather looks terrible. Yes. Uh, for Friday, Saturday. Well, not terrible. It's like... Upper 40s to around 50 and cloudy. So if it's not windy, it's still doable, don't you think? Absolutely. It's just that we, we got spoiled because, you know, th- that first series here, what, about three of the games? were ju- It was gorgeous. It was 80 degrees. It was like June, July. So, but yes, I'm. if it's not windy, it's tolerable. It's just not going to be w- what we got in early April, which, of course, we were shocked by, and now we're back to the hellhole that is April in this state at times. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. It does come and it does go, but by again, I always make the promise, by June 20th it'll be nice. I promise. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, and you know what? I've said this to everyone who will listen. As a huge baseball fan who grew up between the ages of uh, 12 years old and 40, with indoor baseball, I am never going to bitch about outdoor baseball at a gorgeous stadium. No, you're absolutely right. I just can't. And that is a great stadium, by the way. It really is. I love I love the target field. Magnificent. Mm-hmm. They did everything right. They did everything. like every, and, and plus, here's the thing, too, that I, I like. They have continually improved it. So it's not yep. like they built it. And it's, you know, I mean, the Metrodome, you know, Tom, was built on the absolute cheap. I mean, it cost like $15 to build. Yeah. And then for years they didn't do crap to it. I love the fact that the that the twins have continually improved that place. But again, you know, if I could go back and put up with all of the rainouts from the ages of twelve to forty, and in my you know prime drinking years have had outdoor baseball, I would go back and do that. Yeah, no question. I loved, by the way, when they first opened that stadium. I loved those spruce trees out in the center, out in center field. I loved that. Remember that oh, yes. behind the center field yep. fence. Yep. And then the batters said that it messed their batter's eye up and they, they made him take him down and all that. I'm like, come yeah, on, man. Screw them. Screw exactly. Them. The aesthetic was so good. It was. And that I don't know what offices are up at the top of that very tall. You look over the right field fence, there's a very tall office building. Man, if I worked there, I would sit in my office and look out that window and watch every Twins game, baby. Have you seen? So you, you have not been back yet um, or been to a game yet, right? Uh, no, nope. Okay. Well, one in right. Florida. The the um, the high rise beyond yeah. yes. left field now <clears throat> that they're field. building with, I think it's got to be condos, um, is going up. It's supposed to be, I think, prepared to open or will be open by the start of next season. Okay. All all I'm saying is if Tom Bernard and his wife went there and like looked around, there would be a certain floor at which they could walk out on their deck at oh, 7 o'clock. God. On a spring and probably more importantly summer night, 
um, and enjoy a Twins game from their deck. How great would that be? Sit on your own deck, let a little burger cooking on the grill, and you watch your Twins, man. How wonderful. Mm-hmm. If that happens, you're adopting me, and I'm moving in with you. I don't care what my age is. <laughs> and I'll tell Dawn, I'll tell my wife, hey, it's been great. You know what? We're still together as far as I'm concerned, but here's my address from now on. I'll be watching the ball game with Bernard. 